Nothing was worse though than last night, and I texted you about this, but I need to vocalize how pissed I was. Um, I'm sitting here, a 23-year veteran Washington football fan. Um, Joe is sitting there, a Baltimore Ravens fan. And we're watching – they've already made the playoffs. It's whatever. And we're watching the Indianapolis game, the t- Tennessee-Indianapolis game. And basically what happened – what was happening is, like, the outcome of that game was going to determine um, – it was going to determine who the Ravens played in the playoffs. And then Tennessee ended up winning, which was pissed, which pissed him off because he didn't want to play Tennessee. And he goes, man, when are the Ravens ever going to catch a f- break? And I'm like – Hmm. Are you, when indeed? When is this team that has the MVP, unanimous MVP candidate, gonna or of last year season gonna catch a break? When is this team who has made ten of the last thirteen playoff rounds gonna catch a break? Kiss my ass, Joe. everybody and welcome to episode 48 of the quarter life crisis podcast i'm your host hunty whose new year's resolution is to drink less head ass um joined with me as always is your favorite co-host Rec, whose new year's resolution is to finally figure out which came first the chicken or the egg derek how you chicken. doing today i sure? resolution completed it was the chicken how do you know that because their chickens it's not specifically the chicken but like chickens there? evolved from birds uh that did not need to lay eggs but were you there I mean, technically, no. Then I can't you? fact check you on that. Good. How are that's you? like that's like when Joe said if the Ravens were in the NFC, we'd win the Super Bowl every year, and I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> I disagree with that whole. And then he goes, "You can't fact check that." I'm like, "You're right, I can't." <laughs> you can't fact check stupidity, so you know. Actually, you can. Now that I think about it. Yeah, I um, fact check you all the time. I know. How's your Monday going, Derek? I'm back to work, man. I don't Dang. like it. I like just sitting on my couch and doing nothing all day. We did watch The Phantom Menace today, and that movie is horrible. Yeah, it's awful. Also, uh, weirdly predatory. That wasn't. It wasn't even like. Yeah, it was, that was creepy. It wasn't even like fun to like make fun of. Like halfway through, I'm like, this is just getting sad. Yeah, it's just. Like, why did you sign on to do this? You knew this was bad. Because we just we just got into we we are true Star Wars fans now, so we have to watch all of the movies. True. We're watching episode well, five tomorrow, or not five, two tomorrow. When things make you upset and you don't want to go back to work, you have a beer. So what are you drinking today? So today I have a celebratory beer. Uh, This is what I drank on New Year's Eve. Uh, Shout out to um, America turning 2021. Um, (laughs) I've got a beer from one of my favorite breweries, Flying Dog. It's their 30th anniversary beer. It's a uh, West Coast style double IPA. And it's simply referred to as great job. And it's amazing. Oh, good job. Love that. No, Um, no, no. Great, Great job. job. Sorry, sorry. Um, I did not go to the liquor store today. I'm trying not to really buy any before next weekend. Um, so I went through my parents' fridge, and I found the most salvageable of all the beer in their fridge, which is a Bud Light Orange. Nice. So not a terrible beer, but, you know, it's, it's like juice. It's beer juice. If my dad listened to this episode, he'd drive to the plate and smack you. He I mean, it's, Bud Light it's, not, it's not good. Like, objective, like, compared to other good beer it's not good 
I like it better than regular beer, Bud Light. <laughs> compared to bad beer, it's fine. Yeah, I like it better. Bud Light Lime is the best, but I like it better than... Oh, Bud Light Lime is really Lime. good. Yeah. Um. All right, we got some stuff to do. So today is January 4th. It is. Which, this is a rotating date in the NFL for a variety of reasons, because the, the regular season always ends on a different date every year. But today is what is known as Black Monday in the NFL. Don't really love that term, but whatever. Um, I get why. But it's basically the day, if you're unfamiliar, is when uh, basically... a, a five to seven head coaches lose their jobs every single year and GMs because their teams are terrible and they need it, you know, a facelift, some rebranding, anything, stuff like that. So I had a thought, Derek, what if we, you know, you know how like you can do, obviously yes, people I would fire you as my co-host. No, 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 no. That was, I shut up. Um, you know how, like, obviously people play fantasy football and it's a big deal. Um, and people really like to, you know, draft players on their own team and kind of make their own, forge their own path. So I thought in the spirit of Black Monday, let's give some NFL franchises an opportunity for hope. And we're going to do a fantasy draft for the next for the next face of their franchise for all 32 teams. However, there's a key word in there, which is fantasy. So what we're going to do is I have uh, put together a spreadsheet, the Disney face of the franchise fantasy draft, which I will show you in a second. Um, And essentially, we are going to pick Disney characters to be the face of every NFL franchise. And you're going to see the draft board. Um, and once you pick a player that goes to that team, it comes off the board. So you can't use them for any other team. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. I have, gonna, I have some, I have some people, I hope you put them on there. Cause I have, some. I, you know, I, I put a list together of about 76 names. These are all just from, I know this is what I needed the bracket for was I needed to like, look at the movies and be like, okay, which characters from here should come through. But if you want to petition to put one on there, I'm not going to argue against you. If you okay. don't see it, it's, I really don't care. Okay. Um, all right. So first thing we're going to do, though, is we're going to flip a coin to see who goes first to get the number one overall pick. Oh, I see what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to flip. Um, you are the – I'll say you're the visitor. What would you like? Uh, Tails never fails. It Ooh. failed. Heads. All right. So I get the first pick. And I already went through today. Well, that's the wrong one. I already went through today and put together – I did some scouting ahead of this for who I wanted for each team. Um, so I put this in the order of the projected 2021 NFL draft. So the first 18 picks are legitimate or yeah, 18 picks are legit. And then if you go down, this is how ESPN is projecting every team is going to finish. Right. Um, this is your draft board over here. You got a bunch of names. It's 70, it's 78, I think, but then there's some that are like, you know, this one from the Incredibles, you can take anyone really. I just didn't want to write them all out. Who is, who is, uh, Joe Gardner? Oh, yeah. So these are two. So Joe Gardner and 22 are from the movie Soul. I didn't know oh, if okay. it or not, but I had, so I put them on there. Um, it was just like such a not Disney name. <laughs> just some random guy. Hi, my name's Joe. Yeah, Joe literally. Disney. But like over here, you also have like any dwarf. You can pick any of the dwarfs oh, okay. if you want. So like it's more than 78, but it's like 78. Um, and our, our, uh, our, yeah, okay. Mr. Incredible's here. So we can do, um, we can do uh, what's it called? Uh, Pixar movies. Yeah, so some of these some of these are Pixar characters. So again, if you don't see one on here that you want to throw in there, I'm I don't care. I just put names on paper. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all right. So I'm up with the first pick for the Jackson, and we have to go in the order of the teams. Okay. So we're gonna, like pick like one. We're both gonna pick for Jacksonville, etc. So first up for the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'm going to draft, and I'm gonna clarify this again. Face of the franchise can mean a, a lot of different things. It could be like well, who's most representative of the team now. Who do you think like. Um, is you know the best to be symbolic of them and anything like that it doesn't have to be you know like positioning them for success because these are not real people yeah sure so 
with that being said, my first pick, I'm taking Dory from Finding Nemo for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Huz. Huz. Dory seems like she has it together about 2% of the time and then just always forgets what she's doing and becomes a complete train wreck. And that is what the Jacksonville Jaguars have been consistently since the year 2000. Um, and yeah, they just, for, they just forget their place in the world and forget what they're doing all the time. So Dory locked in number one to Jacksonville. Okay. Um, so I'm going for Jets or am I going for... You are going for the Jags. Oh, we're each picking one for each saying? team. We're going to go like this. Um, well, I don't remember their name, so I need to uh, look it up of the um, – because, the, like, you're looking at it from um, – oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Never mind then. So what I was going to do is I'm looking at these team names uh, – these team as in, like, what – uh, it would be the face of it as in like a mascot kind of, ah. even though they're on the team. So what I was going to do was pick, uh, I thought there was a Jaguar in um, the jungle book. So, there and there, well, there is in the original book and it's called bag Hera. <laughs> and that's just not, that's not a character in the movie. Um, so instead I'm going to go with something kind of close to uh, the, the Jaguar, which is a hyena from the lion King. Do they have names? Uh, I'm, and I'm picking, and there's three of them. There's um, Shenzi, Bonsai, and Ed. And I'm picking Ed because they need some complete, Ed. like, blind rage and go on the Jaguars. They got none of that right now. And they need somebody to, like, just kick it into high gear and actually, like, put, push them across the finish line. All right. So I went with Dory. You went with Ed. So for the Jets, second pick. This one I struggled with because I have two really good choices, I think. Um and I don't know which one really to go with because I didn't know if one if one of my options would be available. However, I'm going to go with a character you are unfamiliar with. I'm going to go with 22. So 22 is also from the movie Soul. Um, essentially, her character, or their character, it's voiced by Tina Fey, though. But um, their character is, like, the premise of the movie is, is the, the, the main guy, you know, um, experiences, like, death and goes into the, almost goes to the beyond, but goes to kind of, like, the in-between. Mm. And he meets like all of the souls before they get attached to human bodies, essentially. And 22 is like this soul, uh, this like personality that hasn't found, you know, a human body to attach itself to yet. So it's just kind of like this, this lost soul just wandering through the, the universe, I guess. Um, and so I feel like that's the Jets in a lot of ways is that they're just, they're just, they're, they, they don't know who they are and they just, they need a lot of help. And they're, I just feel sad for them all the time. Like there are bad teams I don't care about. I feel really bad for the Jets. Pretty much every day. I never feel bad for the Jets. Um, mainly because I, I hate Rex Ryan. Um, but fumble was really funny, though. Uh, me, a lot less thought put into this. Um, my pick is another one not on the board. Uh, Dusty Crop Hopper from Planes. He's a plane. Did you say Crop Hopper? Crop Hopper is his name. He's a plane. And they're planes. Uh, I, see, I see how you're doing this. <laughs> Um, all right. Number three, the Houston Texans. Now in the draft, the real draft this is Miami's pick, but you know, we had to have the Texans on here. Um, so the Texans, they're a team that's kind of just like, like, I don't, what happened to the Texans? Like they just had some coach that just traded away the entire store and then just is wondering why they're bad. And they're just really confused. Um, so I'm going to go with one of the seven dwarves. I'm going to go with dopey. I think that okay. is the face of the franchise for the Houston Texans. Um, they're just like, like, what is wrong with them? They're so stupid. They have like a really good generational talent at quarterback, 
And then the rest of the team is a, is a walking dumpster fire. And it's just like, they're like, how did we get here? And it was like, well, it's very calculated and obvious. Like, this is how. But they're too much of an idiot to figure it out. So, Fair point. Um, I, <laughs> I, I was going to pick Woody because Texan cowboy. Um, but that, he would fit somewhere even better. Um, so when I, the way I think of Texans, I unfortunately think of um, J.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. And I think of the only person that I actually care about and I actually want to see succeed on that team. Um, and there's one movie in which I kind of dislike everyone in the movie except for one. And I want him to succeed in every way. And that is Quasimodo from, um, wow. from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Uh, I, the gypsy, I forget, uh, Esmeralda, she's kind of just there. She doesn't really have a character. And then Claude, Claude, Flo, Fro, Claude Frollo, Froyo, whatever. Froyo. Uh, Froyo, yeah, he uh, he's a dick. So um, we're going Quasimodo. Just dessert. He's just so he's like Ted Lasso in my eyes. He's just so happy and deserves to succeed. All right, um, that's an interesting choice for the Texans. I kind of agree with that. I think that I think it's on on par. Uh, all right, so number four, we have the Falcons. Um, now this one, I had a good time picking ones. Um, I think for me, I had two choices. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with sadness. <laughs> Because the Falcons, like, what are they doing, man? Like, what is what is going on with them? They don't, they don't know how to hold any leads. They 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 always have good pieces, and then it only comes together for like a year, and then they're just bad. But then when they show flashes of good stuff, it's just like crumbles before their eyes. They just seem like very depressing. I right. don't. Yeah. So I um, <laughs> the way that they look at the Falcons is the Falcons are always like you said they're always blowing leads. They always front like they have it all together and then you realize like in the end they're gonna completely face plant off the cliff um and because of that i'm giving the falcons gaston ah. because nobody expectorates like gaston but also nobody falls off of a cliff and dies like gaston <laughs> those should be the new lyrics in the song no one um all right so next up at number five we have the cincinnati bengals who did i put on here oh okay um, the Cincinnati Bengals, I, I'm honestly, I'm going to go with Buzz Lightyear. Um, okay. I think that the Bengals have this weird confidence. Like all their players are absurdly confident in their team, but they're like kind of goofy. Like they're not like, I don't take the Bengals seriously at all, but they managed to string together a couple of wins this year. And their team like is obviously not good. Um, but they have like this weird air about them. And I think like a, a guy, like a character like Buzz Lightyear is so confident in his abilities, but is like a dimwit half the time. Like he's oh, yeah. like, he's just flailing about not really nobody's doing but he thinks he's the best and it's like that's just not that's just not how this works uh me for the Bengals, this is a this is a write-in that i can actually work um from the jungle book sheer khan the the tiger is it i think that's how you spell it Mo- it is moving on no there's an h in khan but it's fine Which is where you think to put it? nope <laughs> nope oops nope. i tried there you go <laughs> all right uh, next up, we have the Eagles, which we'll get to them in a little while when we talk football. Um, the Eagles, uh, I'm going to go with Lightning McQueen. Okay. Um, because they are old and, and kind of out of touch very fast. Like, they were relevant for, like, five minutes, and then all of a sudden just went into absolute chaos, and they can't really figure themselves out. Um, and they're they're a dusty version of what the, of what was once shiny and promising, and it very quickly just evaporated around their eyes. So the way I look at the Eagles franchise is that when they're good, they think they're unbeatable. Sure. But when they're bad, 
it's everybody's fault except for the fan favorite. It used mm-hmm. to be McNabb. Uh, now it was, uh, then it was Foles. And then it was Wentz until he actually started doing poorly and had no other excuse for it. Um, so in a similar way, somebody that is really high when they're up and extremely low when they're down, I'm going to give that one to, ooh, I don't know. Who's like, who do I actually want to like punch in the face in the, on this list? I'm going to go with Hades. Ooh, that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Because like, because he, Hades is funny, but he's objectively the most, he's the god of the underworld. He's the most Hades evil the character on this sheet. And I yeah. hate the Eagles because they're evil. He is in fact the worst. Um, all right. Next up, we have the Detroit Lions. This one was an easy choice for me. I'm going with Aurora because they're quite literally asleep at the wheel for their entire like operational standpoint. They, they have no idea what they're doing. They seem lifeless and dead. And I, Detroit is a depressing city and with a depressing football team. So they might as well just be asleep all the time. Um, Simba, Lions. Okay. But also I had the choice between Simba and Nala. And I, if I wanted a competent uh, teammate, I would pick Nala. So yeah, that's true. There's some, there is um, some rhyme and reason to that. There you go. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Panthers. Now for the Panthers, I see them as kind of like this up and coming young team that's frisky, but doesn't quite know how to be a, like a proper like NFL team. They're not, they're, they're almost there, but they're not quite, they're, they're what four and 12 this year, but they're very hard to play against four and 12 at times. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to go with uh, Ian Lightfoot from the movie Onward. Okay. He's got all the tools to succeed, but has no idea how to use any of it. When I think, see, when I think of the Panthers, I think of a team that's always just been there but aside from like a few years has never made like a giant splash, uh, at least in my recent memory. Um, something that like a lot of people will regard as really qu- extremely quality, but that just doesn't show it. And um, when I think of a movie that's analogous to that, I think of Brave. So they're getting Merida. Interesting. I kind of I like that. I kind of like that opinion. I don't think of it. All right. Next up, we have the Denver Broncos. Um, and for the Broncos, I see them as just kind of like this team that moves too fast. They're, 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 it's kind of like they're running, their brain runs before their feet can catch up. Um, like they, they think they're ready to go all in and push, but I'm like, Drew Locke's your quarterback, you're not good. Um, and I think that they're just really excitable as a team and they just like think they have so much promise and then it just like doesn't work out for them as well as they want to. Um, so I'm going to go with Dash from the Incredibles. <laughs> okay. Um, for the Broncos, I think of um... – I mean, they're the only team in Colorado. They uh, have a lot of historical pride, and they need a really well-seasoned. Um, clearly, with that, as we saw with Peyton Manning, they need a they need a well-seasoned um, player of the game to come in and save them. Um, so for that, somebody who gets saved by somebody who's more well-seasoned, I wish I could pick um, Miles Morales because that's technic. It's Marvel. It's Disney, but. That's not technically it's still a Sony movie. Um I'm gonna go with Maui. Oh. Because in all did you want Maui for somebody else? Uh yeah, actually for the next team. Oh damn. Yeah, no, for <laughs> the way I look at it is in all in all like for all intents and purposes, Denver Broncos like 
have the ability to succeed, not with Drew Locke, but they have the ability to succeed, but they're going to need someone to come in and give them the push. They need a Moana to their Maui to give them the push. Oh, man. You t- both of my choices for, for the next team are gone. Um, so the next team on the list was a, is the Cowboys. Wait, who are um, your other two? So my, my two choices that I had lined up were Maui or Gaston um, oh, yeah. because I think that they just think they're awesome and that they're like, you know, hot whatever. And then it just – they're not. Like, it just doesn't work. Um, that being said, though, ooh, you know who I'm going to go here? I'm going to go Cusco. I'm going to go with him. Okay. I think very similar in thinking. Um, yeah. He's very- um, I'm going to go with Donald Duck. Same reasoning. He thinks he's all that. He's really annoying, and nobody actually likes him. There we go. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if I like Donald Duck. I kind of hate him. Um, all right. The Giants. They're the next team on the list. Uh, and here, I am going to go with um, with Kronk, funnily enough. I think I think Kronk very similarly is like the Giants in the, in the sense that um, they're, they got these like big, these big, like, you know, hulking dudes on their, on their like defensive side of the ball that play really well. Um, and he, you know, he's, he's, they're, they're very dimwitted in the way that they think about how good they are, because let's face it, they're a six win team. Um, not that good, but they, you know, they're, they're kind of like the little, the little brother currently to like the Cowboys in the NFC East, even though they just beat them. Um, but that's like the feeling is that they're kind of like the sidekick next to the Cowboys. They haven't taken that step yet, but they think they have. They actually haven't. So when I look at the Giants, I think of something that's very mediocre um, until you put them in a situation where all eyes are on them and people want them to succeed, that being the two uh, Patriots Super Bowls. Um, So for that, that kind of like not really showing up until it's absolutely necessary, I'm going to go with Barley Lightfoot from onward. Because he was a nuisance the entire movie and then finally was like able to – get it together at the end when Ian like actually started like that was a good move but anyways yeah. uh, all right next up is the San Francisco 49ers um and this is this is probably my first I don't know if it's a reach but I truly believe in this partially because I see them so much uh I'm gonna go with Bell okay. the reason I'm gonna go with Bell is because that team has some of the, has one of the smartest coaching staffs in the NFL and can that team can outsmart and outplay you mentally and physically if they show up. And I think that eight times out of 10, they do show up regarding who they play, but sometimes it's just skill beats will, but in most of the games they're in all the time because they just outsmart you every single play. Yeah. And I, I have also noticed that, but at the same time, they, what were they seven and nine this year, six and 10, six and 10, I think six and 10. Um, that shouldn't be that bad. Um, so like they did have 80 players on IR this year. Well, that's the thing. Realistically, in any situation, it should they should be a lot more successful than they are, but they've just got a lot that are either holding them back or they just are holding themselves back. And for that, my hot take is Mickey Mouse. Because Mickey Mouse is the face of the it's the face of Disney. Um, it's the one you expect to always be good. And then sometimes you just see that and you're like, why was Mickey? Why did this need a Mickey? You know? Hmm. Interesting. All right. I can't get behind that. Um, okay, next up is the San, Di- San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Incredible here because the Chargers, to me, are the, the flashy team, the one that's fun to look at, has a lot of superpower, has a lot of talent, but doesn't know how to win games. Like, they have far more talent than their record shows. Like, yeah, they were 7-9 and nine this year, but they had to win four games in a row just to get there. Um, they have, like, an incredible, you know, array of weapons, and they just, like, can't 
do it. So I think that that's a lot like Mr. Incredible, who's, who's very powerful and could easily beat like anyone he wants, but he doesn't have like the self-confidence in himself to do so. Um, okay. I need to verify something real quick. Okay. So <laughs> this is going to be really sad, but it's really funny. So you gotta like go with oh, me God. here. So for the Chargers, the way I look at them is you're right. They also they like do have the ability and the talent, um, but I don't think they think they have it. And I it's it's well not until this season at least with uh, with Herbert. Um, they lost someone that they really cared about in uh, Ladanian Tomlinson a few years ago, and have not been the same since, and have never like actually showed up since. And it took a young uh, like what's this what's starry eyed uh, new guy to come in and actually get, breathe some life into him and realize like, Oh, football is fun and we can be successful. Where so I'm going? giving him Carl Fredrickson. <laughs> and that's so messed up. Amazing. But it's true. It's true. That's, what that's what I wanted for the Packers just cause they're led by an old man. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up we have the Minnesota Vikings who I don't care about. Um, <laughs> you know, this one, I'm going to go with Peter Pan. Um, because the Vikings have been messing around for years now with like, you know, sort they had one really good team back in 2017, but they've always just been kind of like a bubble playoff team aside from that, like one or two years. Um, and they just, I, I'm just wondering when they're going to grow up and like, you know, just figure it out and just stop messing around and, and playing around with other teams and just, just play like a really good football team. Cause they have good coaches and they have some good players. And I just don't understand like why they just can't ever figure it out. So that, that's the Peter Pan vibe to me. Um, I'm going to give them Mike Wazowski. Okay. Uh, and it's supposed to be Wazowski, not Wazowski. You know. uh, because you know how the running joke with Mike Wazowski is like, I'm on the cover of a magazine, even though he's like blocked off. Yeah. I feel like whenever the Vikings like, get to the playoffs and then lose in the first round they're like we were in the playoffs and that's like kind of what they roll with yeah so uh I'm a, yeah that's a Vikings. wild card round is the sixth seed yeah no I, it's, that's 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 sure. Mike Wazowski for me um all right New England Patriots are up next and for me I'm going Snow White okay um, because I think that team is a incredibly old they just they're they're uh, they're from a bygone era that we are now out of and um, they just want everyone to look at them, especially their fan base. They want everyone to pay attention to them, even when they're garbage. And then they don't understand why no one likes them. Snow White. Uh, man, I think I'm going to give them. <laughs> I don't know. It's because I was going to, you know, what? I'm going to give them the fairy godmother. Uh, because when I look at uh, Bill Belichick specifically, that dude has one personality trait and it is sports and specifically football. And uh, he knows he's all knowing about football, even though, you know, he needs to give his people a push, but they actually need to be the ones to, uh, to, to uh, perform. And he, he gets some, you know, help that other teams wouldn't sometimes. You don't say. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, next we're going with the Arizona Cardinals. And for this one, I'm going Judy hops from Zootopia. Yep. Um, she's super energetic and gun ho and is super, you know, young and is going to reinvigorate the police force. And what's, what's that town called? I forget what that town's called. Is it? Zootopia? It's literally called Zootopia, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was called something else. I'm stupid. Uh, anyway. Oh, you know, you know, that town from Zootopia, what's that called? Zootopia, which literally means a, like, a t- anyway, um, I think that, that Judy is most like the Cardinals because 
they have a lot of young good pieces and they're very hard to play against at times, but they're just quite not there yet. And they need, you know, they need a, a, a drastic happening of some sort to get them over the hump. And that's what Judy goes through in Zootopia. So I think they're, that that's a pretty fair comparison. Cardinals. I'm going to give Elastigirl. Okay. Because Larry Fitzgerald is retiring and they need somebody to catch balls. They got D Hop. They don't need him. Okay. They need the dual threat. They need the dual threat. Okay. I was like, I was like shoot, you're right. I forgot about D Hop. Uh, <laughs> I had to come up with an excuse. <laughs> but I first, like, still stands. First, they need a dual threat. Your first answer was, they don't need him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, nope, screw up. They, they got, they got Alaska. Dude, it. if you had Alaska girl on your team, you wouldn't need, you'd need two players. No, you'd just be like, go Alaska long. Girl. She'd be like, go long, and she'd stand still and just stretch her arm all the yeah, way Yeah, she'd just be like, she'd get the ball and just be like, nope, touchdown. <laughs> uh, okay, next up we have the Raiders, and Quasimodo was my f- original pick for the Raiders, but instead I'm going to go Violet from the Incredibles. Okay. Because um, the Raiders have a great tendency to literally turn invisible and disappear at the end of the season. And they just – they seem to be like that moody teenager in the corner that just doesn't, doesn't really want to do anything but knows they kind of have to. And then when they don't, they're just like, why is everyone mad at me? And then goes invisible again. I'm going with Baymax um, because <laughs> in the same way that if Derek Carr doesn't perform, the, t- the team is god-awful. And uh, the same way is that if Baymax doesn't have his little chip thing, he won't, he won't you know, even – function and also i think it would be really cool to see raiders fans in black baymax armor that'd be sick oh that would be cool um next up we have the miami dolphins rip the dolphins they almost had they almost had it um i'm gonna go with anna from frozen okay now the reason i go with this route is because anna reminds me of a, of a of her especially in the first movie she's always trying to move up in position a little too fast like before her time before she's ready I feel like she's she's good in the movies, and I think that she pulls it off. But it reminds me a lot of how the Dolphins took a huge step this year, even though they probably didn't have the roster to do it yet. Um, and I just feel like that they're they're a season or two away, maybe even next year, of making like a deep playoff run. So that's how I feel. I'm gonna do this to offend you. I'm going with Hercules here. Okay, why? Because they had one good season oh my 30 God. years ago. Oh come on! Actually, way more than 30, and we'll never shut up about it. So. Hercules. I mean, no one else is, no one else the movie was okay, and now they think it's great. They think it's the best of all time. Because if you look back and you, the way that I see it is, if you look back at that time and say, like, was that uh, Dolphins team actually the best team that the NFL has ever seen? And the answer is God, no. Probably not, no. So now I see. Look back. Is Hercules the best movie that Disney's ever seen? Still, yes. Way, not even close. <laughs> that doesn't offend me, even though I hope you hope it would. Anyway. Uh, next up, we have the Washington football team. And for this one, I'm going Tarzan. Um, Tarzan, because he's, you know, he, he's not afraid to get his hands dirty. He will be, you know, a wild animal if he has to. And he's really aggressive at times. Um, but there's one thing he can't do well. <laughs> and that is be a regular human, according to society. And that's much like Washington. Their defense is unbelievable. And they're, they're not afraid to win games, you know, gritty and really physically. They just can't play offense. <laughs> that's their one problem. So, yeah. That's what I see. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna bleep that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Oh my god, Derek. Um, <laughs> uh, who are we going with here? <laughs> Let's go with um. Oh man, forfeited draft pick here. That was 
<laughs> God. Let's go with Eeyore. Because, like, you know, he's they're just always sad. And even when things are going well for him, it's like, I, I, it's exemplified with me sitting on the couch uh, when we're up 10 nothing and, like, throwing stuff at the floor and Joe going, hey, you're winning. I'm like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> that's a good point. I was like, that's a good team talking. Um, next up are the Chicago Bears, and I'm going Alfredo Linguini because they are the imposter. They are not who they think they are. Um, they had a nice stretch run against some bad teams there to end the season, and this is just who the Bears always are. They're always a team that that shows some flashes of, hey, we're good, but it's always against crap teams, and then they get into the playoffs or, or a big game and get smacked because they're not actually as capable as they seem. Blue. Bears. Nice. <laughs> All right. Next up, we have the Indianapolis Colts. Now, the Colts, to me, seem like a just, just a nice team. I have no problem with them. I have no issue with the Colts whatsoever. Um, they're, you know, they're, you know, they're, it's, it's relatively decent when they're good at football. It's good for the NFL. Um, yeah, kind of a, kind of an iffy, iffy pass there as to how they got to Indianapolis, kind of shady. Um, for that reason, I'm going to go with Cinderella because Cinderella is always a fan favorite. Like she's not going to blow you away. Um, she's not going to be like, you know, the absolute like apple of everyone's eye, but, and she's, you know, she had some questionable, like, you know, motives when it comes to, uh some of the things she did but um she's never gonna let you down so i look at the colts as as a whole yeah yeah i get that um but also at the same time the main character also known as the quarterback never shuts up and you kind of hate him for it so i'm going with joy Ooh, interesting. I, I like Joy, and I understand that's her character, but holy crap, it gets annoying. I was so irritated with Joy in that movie. Um, next up are the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I still have one of my choices left open, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. So I'm going to go with Joe Gardner. Now, Joe Gardner, his whole, uh, his whole shtick in the movie Soul is that he is so focused on getting one thing that he doesn't notice that the rest of his world is crumbling around him. And I feel like that's very much the Rams who are so hyper-focused on having like an elite level offense that they don't notice when other things are failing during games. Um, and that's their one downfall is like, if they can't figure that one thing out, they're toast. Their defense is really good and will keep them in. But if they can't figure out that offense, they're so focused on doing one thing during games, they can't do it. They don't notice anything else that they could fix that would help them in the meantime. I'm going to go with Goofy yuck um because i don't know anything about the rams they're boring no wait then get rid of goofy i like goofy go with uh who's boring on this uh mowgli they're boring they're just they're just there they're just there all right Uh, okay there it is mowgli is the least interesting part of that movie but if he wasn't there there would be no movie so rams are very uninteresting and if they uh that's a very jared goff comparison yeah yeah there we go so uh all right next up we have the the playoff bound cleveland browns um and for the browns i am going to take uh bashful one of the other seven dwarves because the browns never believe in themselves no people are like hey you guys are good they're like really you think so um, and they're, and then, you know, they just, they, they just kind of slink slug their way to wins when I don't know if they really should or not. So I'm going to go and, and then they, they're, 
they're very um, surprised when people praise them for winning. And they're like, what? Us? So I'm going to go with that. My pick is Winnie the Pooh because they're kind of just bumbling along and they usually don't do well. And they're just like, oh, bother. I'm going to get some honey. And then when they do do well, they're just like, huh, look at us. We're here. That's Winnie the Pooh for me. I feel like that makes sense. All right. Next up are the Tennessee Titans. For me, for Tennessee, I'm going to go with Lilo. Okay. The reason I'm going to go Lilo is because the Titans do two things really well, and they know how to do it really well, a.k.a. running the ball. They're off, offensively, the two things they do well, passing and running. That's what you need for offense, obviously. Um, but then there's, you know, that one time where they're just kind of unsure of how they're supposed to do things, and that's when you get to their defense, and they're just not good. And so I think it's that, like, little slight lack of confidence that, that they need to give them the final push. Um, but overall, they, they know – what they do and they they rock it so um here who's left because i might want to save some yeah okay i got i got one that's where i want to put him um i'm gonna give um hero because hero's biggest uh biggest attribute is his intelligence and his determination and the titans need some of that like you said on defense when in on offense they don't need intelligence give the ball to derrick henry and win like that's all you need um and then they need some. They they need some help drawing stuff up. Agreed. Uh, all right. So the next up is the Seahawks, and I don't know. I had a tough time figuring this one out because I wanted to like be as impartial as possible in how I think about the Seahawks. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Aladdin. Funnily enough, because the Seahawks are a very slippery team. They're very. Um, they get into situations where they're you're like there's no way they're going to win that and then they do and then they'll get into situations where you're like they should absolutely win that and then they don't and they're just like very hard to figure out i think and that really goes in line with like i'm just going on a base level of aladdin literally was a thief so he had to be slippery and you know get in and out of trouble so i think that and i think that's that's a lot of the russell wilson effect so that's that's where i'm going to stick with that one though i don't love that pick that much uh scolfia um i'm gonna go with flynn rider uh same reasons slippery and stuff and also um just happenstance their way into success sometimes and really blow it when they need to or when they don't need to so yep gotta love them seahawks uh next up are the baltimore ravens um the ravens for me i'm gonna go captain hook captain hook i think is he's a he's an extremely uh extremely confident guy uh, and he's he seems very menacing and very like tough to defeat on the surface. Like he just looks evil and just hard to stop. But then he gets beat by like a nine year old, very easily, like handedly. Um, and so I think that it's there. There's a there's a lot less under the under the surface. And if they feel like a very surface team to me a lot of the time. So I'm gonna go Captain Hook. Going with anger. This is this is who I was reserving uh, because when the Ravens are winning, when the Ravens come out the gate successful the the emotion in it is going to keep that momentum going if they are down by three points they have no drive they have no emotion behind their play and that reflects specifically in their quarterback Lamar does not get angry and he needs to because he needs to have some drive behind him when he needs to get his ass into gear I agree with that I feel like the only time we ever saw him show emotion number one was during the Browns game after he pooped and number two, I don't remember the game that was playing, but I just remember what happened. He, they came back after like two, three and outs. Um, they were on the opponent's 45 at like a fourth and two. And the punt team started coming off. And Lamar ran over to the sideline, like pushing away, like, go, get off the field. Get off. We're doing this. And he got, went on, ran that 
uh, next ball for a touchdown. That's what he needs to do. Right. If he does that, then the Ravens will be unstoppable, but he doesn't. I like that. All right, next up are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And for this one, I'm going with Rapunzel. Um, they, you know, they, um, they're, they're very they're, – they're on paper, they're an amazing-looking team. Like, they're very flashy, and they have all this, like, you know, star power. But they're, they're almost like, you know, very – they're on again, off again. A lot like um, Rapunzel – tangled Rapunzel, I should say. Um, is very like her. She's very – very moody in that movie um and she's you know one second could really like you and the next second could throw an axe at your head and i feel like that's the bucks this year like they're either you know just dominating the hell out of teams and they should based on the roster that they have or they're just kind of like you know messing around with the falcons and just being like whatever we'll just be nice and play a game with you or the other side is they'll just kill you so i feel like that's that's a very apt uh comparison um giving them maleficent because uh, now they have Tom Brady, they're going to need random calls to go in their favor. And uh, Maleficent could do some like mind control on the, uh, on the That's true. refs. So someone better check that uh, ball pressure in Tampa. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up is the Pittsburgh Steelers who I have many opinions about, but um, for them, I'm going to go with Woody. Uh, I think Woody is, he's the guy that's always been there and has just always been like a staple of like any group you've been in AK, like the playoff teams or the good teams, et cetera. But like, there's something about him. They're just like, I don't think you're as good as you think you are. Um, and, and you know, there there's, he's got a lot of, you know, charisma to his being, but there's a, there's a, a goofy side to him. That's just kind of like, should I take you seriously? Should I, I don't know. Give them. Huh, who? Because the, the way I'm looking at it is I think of a team that on paper always is at the top, but should never be there, <laughs> never have any business being there. Sure. And for that, I am going to pick Goofy. Because right. I love Goofy, and I like the Steelers. I like like rooting for the Steelers. I like um, – I, I don't like Ben Roethlisberger, but when the Steelers I love Troy Polamalu. Yeah. I uh, I really liked Heinz Ward, and I know that's a that's a dirty word in this house. Um, there's some Steelers players that I like watching play, and I love watching Goofy. But why are his movies so good? They have no business being that good. That's a good point, actually. So yeah, they, yeah the Steelers have no business being that good. They they right. have no business being uh, the wait. Are they not the top of the AFC North anymore? The Steelers, yeah, they are. They oh, okay. Win. I thought the Browns took it from them, but no. No, they're 12 and 4. Okay, so they have no um, business. Yeah. Uh, all right, next up is the Buffalo Bills. And for this one, I'm going with Elsa. Um, okay. Elsa, I think, is – she is absolutely OP. She can, like, you know, destroy anyone at absolute will, um, but is about a fraction of a second away from crumbling into pieces. Um, mentally and with the Bills, they're like, you know, one injury away from the whole thing falling apart. So I feel like they can, if they're at full capacity, like they've been the last like two weeks, they will literally light anyone on fire and they're that good. But if they have what the wrong person go down, they're toast. Yeah. Uh, in, in a similar vein, I'm picking Olaf um, because he's the one to be there to like actually lay it out on the line and be like, no, we're almost there. We're doing this. And that it just, the bills will never be successful in that. Really? Here's to hoping for Western New York. Here's um, to hoping. All right. Next up is the new Orleans saints. 
Um, for this one, I'm going to go with Ariel. The reason I go with Ariel is that the Saints are perennially one of the NFL's best teams. Not really quite sure how they do it all the time. They're very complimentary. They're very balanced on all, on all sides of the ball. Um, but there's always, there's always one thing that they can't do every single year, kind of similar to um, – I forget what other team it was – or similar to Washington. There's always one thing that they just, like, don't do that well every single season. And in this case, Ariel literally can't speak. Um, and I think, but it's always, you know, a critical thing that you can exploit and beat the Saints with. And I think this year it's going to come down to uh, the passing game and Drew Brees. But uh, that, that's my take on the Saints. So I'm going to go with uh, Tiana because uh, Narlins. Narlins. Uh, but also, it's, it, it's, it's the way you look at it in that everybody looks at the Saints, myself included, and I'm just like, I can't. I can't hate it. I can't hate them. I like them. I like rooting for them. I like to see them succeed. And the only people that don't like to see them succeed, also known as Falcons fans, uh, <laughs> are actively wrong or racist. The second part doesn't really come into play with the Saints, but you know what I mean. Yes. Um, all right, next up is the Packers, and I'm going to go with Moana for the Packers. Moana is very strong-willed, knows exactly what she needs to, needs to do to succeed, usually does it, and I think that it's very um, – I see a lot of like her tendencies in Aaron Rodgers, where Aaron Rodgers has a lot of leeway and free freestyle ability with that offense. Um, much like, excuse me, much like she was able to just kind of pick up and, and took charge and did what she had to do, even though she knew that like it might not be what her father wanted or what uh, or what, what her village needed, but it was good for the whole. Um, and I think that's very Aaron Rodgers-esque, that Aaron Rodgers will just throw the team on his back and just take him to the finish line because that's what he's good at. I am going to go with... Um, Mater, because the way I, when I look at the when I look at the Packers, the Packers has, is becoming. Also, did you know that Control X exists? Command yeah, I X. Like, I just don't feel like using it. It's you're making it harder on yourself by not using it. I don't care. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, when I look at the the, the Packers are s- slowly becoming synonymous with um, with Aaron Rodgers. And when I look at him, and apparently off the field, he's just a dude. He's just a bro, like, just kind of vibing. But on the field, I don't see any emotion out of him. It's kind of how I looked at Joe Flacco when he was playing. And they need some fun. They're they're consistently a uh, one or two team in that division. And, like, probably will be for the next however many years. They just need some fun. Mater's going to help them have fun. Okay. And the last team in our Disney Face of the Franchise fantasy draft is the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm going with Mulan. Um, Mulan is strategically intelligent, but also has the ability to, um, wreck any opponent at absolute will, both physically and mentally. And I think that that's how the chiefs do it to you. Like they'll just, they'll just with laser sharp, uh, precision and accuracy will just rip you apart as an opponent. And like, they'll let you hang around, but then at the end of the day, you know, you're going to lose by like 30. So like, why even try? Huh? I had, you know what? I kind of wish I had saved Maui for this. Um, so I'm going to go with Sully, uh, James P. Sullivan, because I, I've made this point very many times. I, I found it very funny at the beginning of the season that the two best players in the league, that being um, at the time, Pat Mahomes and Patrick, sorry, Pat Mahomes' mom, and um, Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson is that the two best players in the National Football League were just a couple of goobers, just some goofy dudes. Some and they're just like, and, 
<laughs> and Pat Mahomes just comes off the field. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go spend some of my State Farm money now." And uh, it's it's they need they need somebody that's actually intimidating and like will stare you down in the face because like the Chiefs are already intimidating with Patrick Mahomes at the yeah. lead. And so if Sully was on that team, whew, I would never want to step foot in Kansas City. I can see that. All right. I'm not going to recap all those because that's a lot of a lot of names and we don't have that much time. Um, so yeah, we spent. Uh, let me see. Approximately that was that was my initial plan for baseball. Forty three minutes on that topic. Yeah, that's what I want to do the whole time. I just thought it'd be fun. Cool. Um, thank you for indulging my fantasy draft needs. Um, we'll tweet out that list and you can tell us if we're wrong. But if you don't anything about football, you're wrong. So whatever. Um, all right, Derek. We got to roll through the uh, the Sweet Sixteen. Oh yeah. The, oh yeah. Let's do it. Of the Marvel bracket. Um, just point update as of. Um, the first two rounds, you are sitting at 205, and I was sitting at 225. The populace is wrong. Well, no, the populace is right. Um, but we're going to we start been here. over this so many times, and you have flipped positions to fit your... Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what you're supposed to do, right? I'm just looking at what our national how, leaders tell us. How about. presidential of you. Yeah, I know. Anyway. I also, like, am not even noticing that my, my face cam is coming at me from an angle. I feel like a streamer right now. Kind of are. Um, all right, all right, 16. chat. We're gonna do this sweet sixteen now. Sweet sixteen. Your first matchup is Iron Man versus Daredevil. Are we talking specifically in, within like uh, current media? Or are we talking um, comics as well? We can we can go comics too. I feel like that's fine. Daredevil. Okay. Iron Man kind of sucks in the comics. I don't know if you've ever. Right, an Iron Man comic. I only could only base a lot on the movies. He kind of sucks, and like in like I said, he's not. I don't really like him until Age of Ultron. Like you know, it's it's yeah. I'm going with Daredevil. All right, next up, Winter Soldier versus Thor. Winter Soldier. I like Thor a lot. Um, he came alive, uh, Ragnarok onward, but um. Winter Soldier was always great. Even Bucky in the first movie was great. So oh, Rip, I had Shuri going to the Elite Eight. Rip Shuri. Um, uh, all right, next up, you have Captain America versus Pepper Potts. Captain America. The fact that Pepper Potts made it that made it to the Sweet 16 is disgusting to you me. You hate Vision so much, man. I do hate uh, Vision. Vision's a bad character. Who did I? I mean, obviously, I picked Cap, but for the other matchup, oh, I know why. Uh, all right, next up, you have Mysterio versus Gamora. Uh, sorry. Gamora fans, Mysterio goes through for this one. Ooh, I took Gamora. I like Gamora. A lot. Mysterio is—he's my favorite Spider-Man villain overall. Um, you slap top like three, probably villains in the MCU for me, and I couldn't probably—he's up there with Thanos and Killmonger for me. Um, and the Vulture is probably like that, outside looking in. So I definitely think his performance was on par with like Killmonger. Um, in terms of the movie, yeah, and if and if you know anything about the about the comic character, which I don't know if you would, Quentin Beck is like a nerd. He's a loser. He is a outcast. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. And like completely changing it to be like a suave dude that like is suave genius that can is super charming and can take people out. That's genius. What a, what a what a way yeah, to also like the perfect like that's the perfect villain for when Peter's going through like a like a, a absent father type syndrome thing. Yeah, and an identity crisis. Yeah, well that too, but you know. Um, all right, your next matchup is Spider-Man versus War Machine. Don Cheadle, you're great. I Later. love you, and I will forever love you, but you're not Spider-Man. No, he's not. Um, Thanos versus the Hulk. 
That's shoot. tougher than I think. Um, I like, like the Hulk better, but in the context of what we're talking about here, it's Thanos. If they had given Hulk the treatment that he got in the comics, um, it, I, if you like, you can probably find them online for free. Read pl- the Planet Hulk series; incredible. That's kind of what his the storyline in Ragnarok was pulled from. It's it's phenomenal, so good. Um, but yeah, in the MCU itself, nah, it's 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 Thanos. My matchup was uh, Nebula versus Ant Man. I would definitely win Ant Man. Yeah, sorry, Nebula. Nebula, you're not as cool. Uh, next up, you have Black Panther versus Ned Leeds. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is so hard. Uh... Okay, you're gonna yell at me. Don't do not take Ned because oh. Ned is two for two, three for three in his appearances, I should say. And T'Challa is just two for four, two for three for five. I'm going to give it to Ned. Okay. The, the, thing, that ta- the thing that he uh, takes it out down for me is the same thing that pushed Doctor Strange away for me is that he is at the worst in his own movie. And that's okay. sad. He is at the worst in his own movie. So, yeah. Yeah. No. Whatever you say, I definitely went with Black Panther. I don't of even course think it was you did, and that's Matt. what everybody else did. Pretty sure mine was Black Panther versus Peggy Carter, which I would take Black well, Panther. Well, yeah, obviously that's Black Panther. Yeah. Well, I thought obviously Actually, I really like Peggy Carter. Carter. I don't know. That would have been a hard one, too. Have you seen uh, Agent Carter? I've seen a little bit. Oh, that show's so good. All right, your last matchup of the Sweet 16 is Scarlet Witch versus the Vulture. Vulture. I definitely went with Scarlet Witch against... Yeah. Who did I have? I had Scarlet Witch versus Korg. I would have taken Scarlet Witch there, but Scarlet and Scarlet Witch is a really cool character, especially in the comics. But in uh, in MCU, she still she they didn't do everything they could have done with her, um, and I feel like that's what they're getting into with WandaVision and Multiverse of Madness. So uh, next week, that the fifteenth, that's gonna be the weirdest Friday. show. I'm so, I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Um, all right, so those are your picks. I'll tally and give a score update next week. Um, <clears throat> let's talk football, Derek, because we wind this out. Let's talk some more football. So uh, what I have discovered is that we missed a game somewhere in, in, the, in the regular season. Uh, it, I, I might go through this week and just try to figure it out for myself, but we only have a total of 255 games recorded for all of us. Who knows? Um, Currently, we're standing at uh, myself at 168 and 87, Hunter at 170 and 85, and Katie at 152 and 103. Katie pulled off, I think, her best week of of the season this week. Well, she I thought it was second best. Week, and this week, she went 12 and four yeah. to keep her under the 105 loss where I predicted where she'd be at like week 12. Dang. So go, Katie. Um, I made a little bit of progress this week, um, bringing it at 13 and three. I really am <laughs> regretting picking the Jets, even though they had them for a little bit. They, they had did. Them. They almost had them. They, they had did. them. So I, I, but um, you know, and who, who the heck would have guessed the Chargers would have beat Kansas City? But you well, know, Kansas City sat everybody. That, that's the thing. Like I, I figured, even with that handicap, that wouldn't happen. But uh, having faith in the Rams helped me out. And uh, yeah, also once, having faced in the Giants helped me out. So Yeah, uh, once the Giants, I, I really thought Dallas was going to show up, but I guess it's just the Dallas syndrome is not particular to Jason Garrett. It's particular to Dallas. So yeah. So instead of 16 games this week, we are only at six. So we can talk a little bit more about them. 
Um, first of all, our matchup for the season, uh, for the season, the first wild card match, we have the Chicago Bears, the Bears at the New Orleans Saints. So initially, I thought this game would be awful, which I was talking to Tyler, but like just boring, just awful to watch. And it's a 2-7 matchup, so like it's probably going to just be a cakewalk. But I did forget that um, Chicago took New Orleans to overtime, early, not early in the season, but like a couple weeks, couple, middle part of the season, I think. Um, and obviously two very different teams to this point. I'm not stupid, though. I'm still going to take New Orleans because Chicago is, is again, like I said, they're, they're uh, pretenders. They're not actually supposed to be here. I would rather see the Cardinals in the playoffs than the Bears. It's just the way it shook out. Um, the Saints, I don't know how much further they make it after this. Like, their defense is good, but I don't know. I don't really trust them against other teams. Yeah, week eight was the week you were thinking of. Um, yeah. I, just, I just looked it up. Uh, yeah, I agree. Uh, the Saints – aren't going to lose to the, to the bears. No, uh, but I'm curious to see who their matchup is next week. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Cause if they, well, if they, so if, if they win, they're going to get either the winner of the Rams in Seattle or the winner of what is it? Tampa, Washington. Yeah. And I would assume it's really the Rams Seattle game that they're, that they're curious about because if, if Tampa wins, they're looking Tampa wins, they're probably going to green Bay. Yeah. Which, Brady can play in the cold, but I don't know if he wants to play in Lambeau. Which, by the way, before we, even though we're not on that game, did you know this is Brady's first road wild card game? I did know that, yeah. I did not know that, and I was like, I guess that makes a lot of sense. There you go. Um, so, yeah, Narlins is taking that. Um, I think they'll. I think it's a good chance they lose in a divisional round, and then we say goodbye to Breeze. Yeah, that, that however many million cap, salary cap <laughs> surplus is kind of going to play gonna him next year. That this offseason. Next, we've got the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. So you'd think this is actually a pretty good matchup. I don't know, though, because of the way the Bills are torching everyone. Like, they, they were beating up on some, some iffy teams, like, you know, the Patriots were 7-9. and nine. You expect you to kill them, and they were beating up on the Broncos. But then they took a playoff-caliber defense and ripped them apart and threw up 56 points on them with backups, which is stupid. Um, I'm taking the Bills. I think the Colts will keep it close to begin, but then Josh Allen will heat up and they'll run away with it. Yeah, I no, I agree. It's it's Josh Allen has been such a light in that uh, in that offense in that team that overall dude. and in that city. He's something else, man. He he is something else. He's not the next Tom Brady, as Brett Favre said. But um, no, he's not. He's he's different than Tom Brady. He's good. He he's good. He's good. a good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. He's but he is very. Not he is a top ten team. quarterback in the yeah. NFL this season. Yeah. Um. What say that again? I'd say I'd say top five. Yeah, well, I was I was thinking that, but I don't know because I I'd, I'd say better than him, not outperforming in terms of stats. I have no idea where he lies, but in in terms of actually being better than him, Pat Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think, nah, maybe Lamar Jackson. I don't know. Eh. I don't know about Lamar. If I'm looking at whole body of work, I'd take Allen over Jackson. I, I might too, but uh, anyways. Uh, next, we've got the Rams and the Seahawks. So, I was say, uh, yeah, that's what we're debating. Um, so, so let your uh, let your. I'm. This is the worst possible draw for us. And let I'm, your bias uh, subside yes. for a little bit. Um. So this is a, this is the third meeting between these teams this season. Both home teams have won. Jared Goff, even if he's supposed to play, but his thumb is still like he just had surgery, so I don't know how good he's going to be. And again, like I said, the Rams are that team that if they can't do the one thing good, which for them is, is all their play-action offense, and they can't move the ball down the field. And against Seattle, we have a good run defense. 
post. Like their defense will keep it close. Um, I have a feeling it's going to look a lot like the matchup two weeks ago where the Seahawks won. So I'm going to take Seattle, but I think this is the closest of the wild card matchups. Yeah. I also think it's going to be the closest one. Um, I think that the Rams have a fire under their bellies right now um, from beating a still good Cardinals team without Kyler Murray. Um, if Kyler Murray was in that game, I don't know what would have happened. Uh, it's easy to say that if Kyler Murray was in, then they would have won, but who knows. Um, to be a contrarian, because I don't, I feel like we're going to agree for the rest of this list, I'm going to go with uh, the Rams, um, and we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I think that's that's a very like and I you know I I was thinking about this all day I was like do I take the Rams or do I take the Seahawks and like obviously I want the Seahawks to win but I think given of where they're playing the Seahawks still want to play at home no matter what even if there's no fans there because they're just better in their own building and they're just I don't know they're just there's something about that building that they're just better when they play there I don't know uh next we've got the Cleveland Browns at the Pittsburgh Steelers week to back to back matchup this is actually this is a hard one too um i i think on i think on paper this is hard i think that if you're taking everything into consideration um i think that and this might be my hottest take of the season the cleveland browns are a better better football team than the pittsburgh steelers this season and i and i will go to the grave saying that I, I feel like I'd agree with you, but also, like, I just – I don't know. I feel like this is this is a game for a, a massive letdown. Not that Cleveland's favored because they're not. That, but that's, I think that, the, exactly, exactly, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It is game for a massive letdown, but it's not going to be against the events of the Browns. I genuinely think – also, and, and the argument can be made that uh, they didn't have Ben Roethlisberger this past week. Even with Captain Fat um, – <laughs> They uh, that's not gonna that's not gonna be solid for them. Uh, I'm I'm with Cleveland in this one. You are. Oh yeah. All right. Um, they barely scraped by their B team. So I and this is my thing is that I think it, it they they're really the I think the only team in the playoffs besides the Colts that need the quarterback to play well to win the game. You know what I mean? Like if Baker is shaky at all their toast because their defense can't stop anything their defense is bad um yeah they got some guys on the COVID list they're they're, they're like and I, I think they'll be juiced to be playing a, a playoff game um I also look at it the way that yeah they did play the B team quote unquote but um it's not like when you put in your not starters you completely change your playbook they have true. they have the Steelers like MO very fresh in their minds yeah um, and I think I think that it's if they if the Cleveland does not win they're going to keep it tight they're going to keep it very tight. Um. Yeah, you know what? Just to be fun, give me Cleveland too. Yeah, I think see. that I think that'll be. I think it's going to be a good game. I think this is the the thing that I keep having to remind myself is that Pittsburgh went eleven and zero and then finished one and four. Yes. So. Yep. I, and the first loss was to a team without a name. Also in the playoffs. So I would, I, mm, that's a very difficult pick for me because I just, your brain says, Oh, go with the Steelers because of the Steelers. And they've been there a million times, but Cleveland might have some energy. So I don't know. Uh, next we've got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Um, this isn't going to be a blowout. Like everyone thinks it is. They're not going to get blown out in the, at home. That defense is too good. Um, Brady has shown when he gets consistently pressured, 
he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that if anyone's going to pressure him, it's that defensive line. So I heard it. I heard a take today that was basically like, "This is a be careful what you wish for" type game because they obviously wanted the five seed to play the winner of the East. But like, if I was to play anyone. I don't want to play Washington because that defense is really good. Yeah. And the, the Bucks personality is scoring a lot of points. Yep. That's it. Yep. And then, so what do you take? Who are you taking? I'm still going to take Tampa. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's Brady. I can't count against that, him. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's Brady. It's postseason Brady. That's, that's a whole new player. But the way that I look at it is it's post it's postseason Brady for the first time without Bill Belichick. Yeah. So who knows? Um, and also looking at the, uh, at the, Buccaneers schedule they yeah of course they uh lost to the Saints who are a powerhouse but then they lost to the Bears uh they almost lost to the Giants uh they lost to the Saints they kept the Saints tight the first game then got blown out the second game uh the lost to the Rams uh lost the Chiefs again Vikings kept them kind of tight Falcons kept them kind of tight uh so Vikings the the Falcons were killing them at one point yeah so it's it's who knows it's 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 literally this is the one time I will say any given Sunday they are very they're a very Jekyll and Hyde team is that they they disappear at random times you have no idea when they're going to come back um that being said the reason I think Tampa's going to win is just because Washington's offense is just so bad yeah Washington offense is horrible horrible uh, Alex Smith needs to get it together, but um, yeah, yeah, that's the same I just I, I trust Brady more. I I, I think it's going to be a close game. I'm looking at like I don't know. I can see the Bucks winning by ten. I could also see the Bucks winning by like literally two. You know, yeah. like I no, I, agree. I don't see it being a blowout or a shootout because I think that defense is going to give Brady fits. Um, and it's going to be. I bet you Tampa comes out slow because of it. Mm-hmm. Chase and Young's going to be hungry. And, yeah, and it's, they, it's and gonna it's gonna it shock the it's gonna shock them a little bit, but because yeah, then they'll pick it up in the second half and probably yeah. get to like twenty five points and win. Yep. Uh, and finally, we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the Tennessee Titans. Revenge game. Revenge um, game. Ah, because they broke the Ravens last year. Revenge game. Um, here's my thing. Tennessee's defense is. You could put nobody on the field and it would operate the same way. Um, like their defense is literally atrocious. Like it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. And I was talking about, I was watching the Seahawks in the beginning of the season who were God awful. Um, their defense has just become so bad as the season has come on. Uh, and the Ravens just ran for like 400 and something yards on the Bengals. Like that's crazy. That's all. That's the most yard rushing yards in a game by a team since like the fifties. I don't really know what to do here. I, I'm going to take Baltimore in this game because their defense has a few holes or whatever. I think that, yeah, Tennessee is the only team that's really punched them in the mouth and just been like, we're going to just, you know, run straight down your throat. That's what they do. But I feel like Baltimore's out to get something to prove. They're not the, you know, unilateral, like, favorite like they were last year. And, you know, Lamar has just been on a tear recently. And, like, I was a critic of Lamar this season at times for good reason, but he's been on fire recently. And they've figured out the running game, and that's how you, they beat teams. They, pull, they run clock. Now, if they get behind, they're screwed. Because they can't that's, that, that's exactly what I'm saying. If if Tennessee starts out with the ball and go down and score a touchdown, it's over. Game over. Immediately game over. Um, yeah. Because you're going to force Lamar to pass the ball. And as good as he is, as I, 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 I would argue that Lamar is a much better passer than anybody gives him credit for. But he doesn't – he has one target. Yeah. And if he doesn't hit – if he's not available, then who's he going to throw it to? Yeah. So um, – but that being said, if Baltimore comes out the gates uh, and runs it down their throats, like you said again, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight one. So I'm still taking Tennessee over this one. 
overall, this, but this game's going to get this is going to be a this should be a high scoring game because yes. both defenses are prone to allowing some explosive plays. Tennessee more so, so that's why I'm going to take Baltimore. As I feel like I feel, and we've seen a couple of times, even though Lamar didn't pull out the wins in a couple of tight games when he needed to get a clutch drive, he had it. They yep. just didn't capitalize. Yep. I think they do here. Do I think they move on past this? I don't think so because the AFC is tough. But I think I think they'll win this game. And it'll be like the, all right, you finally want a playoff game. Let's move forward. Yep. <laughs> you like you like my little comment on uh, Lamar never winning a playoff game last night? I did. I thought that was funny. <laughs> that was punishment. It's true, though. He's been to the playoffs, what, three times? Has never won one? Never won. Never Good old one. Um, all right. So that's, that's what we got. Uh, we did. Um, hold on one second. I want to pull up the stuff that we predicted at the beginning of the year so we can at least review some of it. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that. Um, all right, so let me split my screen here. Um, whoops, I did that wrong. I'm stupid. Hold plus. My computer is dumb. All right, uh, so we predicted division winners at the beginning of the season. Derek did better than I did. I did As not. always. Okay, well, whatever. Um, we both predicted that the winner of the AFC North would be the Ravens. Wrong. On that wrong. One. Very wrong. Um, we predicted the AFC South winner would be the Titans, and the Titans really tried to prove us wrong. We said the AFC East would be the Bills. That's correct. AFC West, the Chiefs. Yep. The NFC North, you picked the Packers, which was correct. I picked the Vikings, which is an ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I know Kirk Cousins, man. He wasn't getting you there. Yeah, I should have trusted Aaron Rodgers, too. Um, uh, and then the NFC South, we both picked the Saints, which is correct. The NFC East, this was interesting. Neither of us picked Washington. Nope. And uh, we picked the two teams that finished third and fourth. You picked the Eagles, and I picked the Cowboys. Um, NFC West, we picked the Seahawks. And then we picked the Super Bowl matchup, which I, you know, I will, I'm going to leave the original picks we had in here. Um, but I'm going to allow us to make amended picks that are side-by-side side to see how accurate we are at this point. So your original pick was Green Bay versus Baltimore. <laughs> you like to change that absolutely um i don't see a team in the nfc beating green bay i don't um i'm keeping with green bay uh but for the afc contender it is this might be my hot take i'm not gonna pick them but i think between the two obvious or between like the obvious one and then a not obvious one i think the obvious one is kansas city and the not obvious one is Buffalo. And I'm going to pick Kansas City over them, but uh, don't look now. Buffalo could make a run of it. And then who would you pick to win that game? That's a tough one. Kansas City. That's like a 45-41. No, 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 no. No, I take it back. Green Bay. Green Bay is beating Kansas City. That's what I'm, that's what I'm picking. Yay. Um, I, think, I think Aaron Rodgers got a chip on his shoulder. I think he's playing an MVP season, and he's not slowing down. Yeah, that game truly comes down to whose defense is better because both offenses are going to light it on fire. And I have my boy Darnell Savage in any day of the week if we did defensive fantasy so, leagues. So my pick was the Saints versus the Chiefs. I don't trust the Saints to get there at all. I have There are two seats. I have zero faith that they're going to make it that far. I don't even know if they'll make the championship game. Um, I'm Aaron Rodgers is just playing too good. Like, he's just too good. You can't beat him. So I'm going to take Green Bay as well. Um, what I am going to do, though, is I will pencil Buffalo into the Super Bowl. However, I don't know if they're quite ready for they, – they might not make it there. I just think that they're so hot right now that it's almost – and I think it's a good thing they don't have a bye. 
if they had a bye, they might have a chance to cool off, and I think that's bad. Yeah. No, I and didn't. Patrick Mahomes hasn't played – well, not have played in almost three weeks by the time he plays football again. And I think no matter how good you are, that's bad. So you're talking about him playing potentially Tennessee, Baltimore – uh really Tennessee or Baltimore are really the scary people to the Chiefs in the second round and like if you start out slow against either of those teams I don't know how much I love that um I'll take Green Bay to win that game though and torture Bills fans forever I disagree on the Baltimore point but everything else I I, I go for that Baltimore I think isn't I think I think against I think against 80 percent of the teams in the league that is a valid statement against Baltimore uh for Baltimore but if you you know what let's let's see who Baltimore's played this season well, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are well-suited to beat the Ravens every time, but I think if they start slow, you're playing exactly into how the Ravens want to play you. Yes, but you also have Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, but it depends it, on how long it takes them to turn it on because they've been sl- – the last, like, five games, their offense has been very hit or miss. Yes, but you also have Patrick Mahomes. Like, the, the way I look at it is it, I don't care what, the, what numbers you show me. If I haven't given the choice between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, I'm pick, picking Patrick Mahomes every yeah, single Yeah, obviously. But- um, so let's see who they beat. They beat the well, Browns, Texans. They lost to the Chiefs. Beat Washington, not by much. Um, the Bengals, the Eagles by two. Uh, they lost to the Steelers, a fake team. They beat the Colts, lost to the Patriots, lost to the Titans, lost to the Steelers. Uh, dubbed up the Cowboys. See, they didn't really play very many powerhouses, and when they did, they lost. I hear what you're saying, but I think that they've also had four weeks to absolutely decimate teams. Which yes, they've had the they've had the Browns, who they beat by five, the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Bengals. Yeah, bad teams, sure, but I think that they have lined themselves up to be confident going into the playoffs. And imagine what it'll do for them if they knock off Tennessee. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's a difference between cocky confidence and false hope. I don't know. We'll see. I don't think that the – This I, might I be the, the, the resident Baltimore hater in me coming out, but – Maybe. Um, I, don't, I think maybe. the Ravens won't beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. I think they'll meet up – they'll find the Bills in the AFC Championship game and lose. I remember when Joe told me that they had a tough first half of the schedule. I'm like, oh, the Texans, the football team, the Bengals, the, and the Eagles. Yeah, that's a tough first half. Anyway, we've been talking for a while. Yeah. Um, so enough football talk, Derek. We're going to go into some crisis averted. Who are you sending love to on this this first Monday of the new year? Yeah, uh, very happy new year to everybody. Um, we made it, even though time is relative. Like I said, we made it. Um, next, uh, giving some love to my lovely girlfriend who turned uh, a, a year older on um, New Year's Eve. So happy birthday, and uh, I was glad I was able to celebrate it with you um shout out to actually another one of my friends i don't know if you listen to this leah it's your birthday today and i haven't texted you yet but um happy birthday <laughs> um who else am i sending love to uh yeah it's oh yeah love to i don't know if i mentioned this last time but winslow joy pre, uh, 3d printed me uh figurines of black panther and spider-man's heads that i'm gonna oh, wow. put on my desk forever nice. um so those are awesome thanks Wayne. that's that. pretty much it uh, I'm sending love to the uh, Ravens football team and Seahawks because this is the first time in a while that all three, four of our friends' favorite teams are in the playoffs at the same time. So that's fun. Who's the other one? Uh, well, I was talking you, me, Joe, and Tyler. Oh, four <laughs> friends, not four teams. Yeah, okay, four that's teams. what you're saying. Um, so shout out to them for, you know, doing a good. Um, doing a good. And doing well this season. Shout out to um, Doug Peterson for Jim. ruining his relationship with with two starting quarterbacks. <laughs> oh, what an idiot. That was so. You know, I will say that I understand, like, I do, I do think that it's multifaceted in the decision to bench Jalen Hurts. I think that was stupid. 
and like the, the the duality of there's like a code in the NFL and you don't tank on purpose like that was in stupid the, in the same no in the same way that I look at it is um when the when the football team went up against the Giants and went for two when we were down by one as time expired which was yeah. the stupidest thing we've ever done I don't care what the analytics say I don't care you don't do that <laughs> yeah I also like, I also think that it's, you know, the Giants fans that were all like, this is ridiculous. And I do agree with the argument of, well, you should have won more games and not been in this position to begin with. I also agree with the fact that it was dumb to bench Jalen Hurts and like really uh, poor look for for Peterson. We'll we'll, we'll talk about this afterwards, but yeah, no, I get it. Uh, Who else am I sending love to? Uh, My parents for feeding me the last two weeks. I haven't had to pay for food in a while. So that's dope. Um, And beer. Shout out beer. Beer's awesome. Love beer. Derek, any final thoughts? Never salt your soup before you taste it. That's actually good life advice. Um, so for episode 48 of the Quarter Life Crisis podcast, I've been your host, Hunty, alongside with your favorite co-host, D-Rec. We will catch you on the 11th. Sayonara! Sayonara!